0: The show about nothing has returned for day two. Oh, sorry, this isn't Seinfeld. This is Timmy's Rage of Opinions. Timmy's Rage of Opinions. They come and go as he pleases, what we talk about, no one knows. Timmy's Rage of Opinions. That's my current theme music, still working on that. I think it's pretty, pretty awesome. If you don't agree, get some new music interest, okay? They called me the next Tim McGraw for a reason. Not because my name's Tim. My last name's McGraw. Anyway, so today, with not much sports going on, we'll have a free... We'll have a brief rundown of sports news of the day. And we'll have my new segment to prediction of the day. I and mean, when this will come true within the next few weeks, I believe. But every day I'll now put out one new prediction about the current sports model. Not saying when they're coming back, but just about someone getting traded to a new team or who's gonna win a game. Just stuff like that, so, day one, I heard, yeah, got some feedback from some of my buddies. Shout out to Eric with the K, gonna try out this new nickname, Special K, he probably won't like it, but he gave me some feedback, and he said that, and it's, you know, yesterday I kinda just winged it, and I didn't know what I was gonna talk about, he told me to write stuff, some stuff down, so. And to try to speak more slowly and fluently so every, everything can be heard. So thank you, Eric, for the advice. And as well as uh my buddy, CP3, he wanted to sh- shout for getting me the job at the branch. So that's what they call it, the branch. Now, on to today's topic. We're talking Wrestling. No, no, no. Not real wrestling. WWE slash WCW. And today's current products. So, within the past few weeks, you know, I've been talking to my friend, Jazzy Jeff. Shout out to Jazzy Jeff. Or Jeff by short. And not going to use his real name, but that's what everybody calls him. So, and we were just... Talking in quarantine, you know, trying to fill some time in our lives. And we were talking about our top favorite wrestlers of all time. So, Jeff, he's a few years older than me. So, he started watching wrestling a few years before I did. And he is a big WWE fan. He never really cared for WCW. Which, whatever, I thought WCW was pretty great back in the day. But, too, weeks his own. So, we're just coming up with our top five wrestlers, so, let me give you Jazzy Jeff's top five wrestlers. Number five, he has the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels, great talent, like, I only saw, you know, near the end of HBK's career, and he's he's still around, even though he said he'd retire, but he came back last year, which was not the best idea, but money talks but some of his matches at wrestlemania with the undertaker's last couple of years and his feud with the uh, triple h they're some of the best stuff i've i've seen like him and triple h like you know they're best friends from dx days but all of a sudden they can go to hating each other and yes i know it's fake and it's just like any other tv show i'm not saying you know i'm just saying there's good acting don't tell me, oh, it's fake. It's a like, guess. I, I know. No one said it wasn't. So, shout out to HBK. Number four on Jeff's list is The Undertaker, who still is wrestling to this day. About once a year, or maybe two or three times a year, depends on the Saudi Arabia trips, because they he get paid a couple million dollars, I've heard, just to go to Saudi Arabia and put on a 40 minute match. You know? Who wouldn't do it? I don't blame him. But The Undertaker, as Jeff, Jeff said, uh, he thinks that's the great, the greatest gimmick of all time in wrestling. And I definitely agree with him there. I mean, The Undertaker's been awesome. Like, he's, he was so mysterious. Like, looking back at his career, I've watched some YouTube clips of his when he first came. And, like, compared to everybody else, like, who in the world is this guy? you never seen anything like him. And his yeah, ministry of darkness. He's he went through so, so many stages of just being evil undertaker and fire shooting out and everywhere lightning bolts. Just that's the theme music, man. It's like it might take him five minutes to walk down the ring, but it just catches you. It's just so great. Da 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 da. Sorry, had to do it. I mean, he. I mean, that's just the best theme music ever. There's nothing beats Undertaker's walk down to the ring. It's, you know, catches everyone's attention, the lights go dark, and here he comes. And of course he does his eye roll and takes off his hat. It's a classic. Yeah, he's changed his gimmicks a few times throughout the years. You know, he had uh, uh, Biker Undertaker, which was interesting. It was nice to change up for a little bit. then he went back to being Undertaker again. And this year, he actually had, uh, at the WrestleMania, like a mix of Biker-Taker slash Undertaker. So it was kind of cool to see him both together. I mean, obviously the same person, but see him bring both of his uh, personas together. And it might have been his last ride, who knows? Undertaker, you never know. You thought he retired three years ago when Roman Reigns beat him, but he came back probably next year. But he's, he's definitely had five or so matches since then. So, number three on Jeff's list is the immortal Hulk Hogan. Now, like, I can't speak too much of uh, Hulk Hogan. Like, you know, I, of course, I know Hulk Hogan. Like, he was the main WWE wrestler, and who's, I mean, if you ask anyone, like, name a wrestler, they're most likely going to say The Undertaker, or The Rock, or Stone Cold, or somebody like that, but, I mean, not The Undertaker, uh, they're most likely like you're going to say Hulk Hogan. He's the most well-known wrestler of all time, I'd say. And The Rock's definitely catch it up, but just by wrestling standards, you know, The Rock's more famous because of he's an actor now. But Hulk Hogan, you know, he transcended the whole wrestling business and made it a lot, made it super famous. And, you know, you got the immortal Hulk Hogan. And then I do remember him a little bit when he came to WCW, which is quite a shock, and he turned heel Hollywood Hulk Hogan and brought joined the New World Order, the NWO. That was good times. And, of course, there's... I believe it's Wrestlemania 3. Not, Don't quote me on that. But I think that's when Hogan. uh, Body slammed Andre the Giant. Which is one of the. Classic. Wrestling moments that people see. You know when they're showing. Top wrestling moments of all time. It's one of the things point to. So Hogan. Definitely changed the game. Without Hogan I don't think wrestling would be where it is today. So that's number 3. Number 2. On Jeff's list, list is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now Stone Cold, he was a crazy man. He didn't care what people thought. I don't remember, I know he started in WCW, but I don't remember him at all. I think he was just like, yeah, just a minor character. And then he went to third and of course, that mutual year-long feud of uh, Vince McMahon against the authority and he had, a, he had one of the greatest feuds ever against the Rock. just Stone Cold. That was some good times. He was just one of the... He was just somebody every time now you hear that glass shatter. It's just awesome. Even today, like, you know, like sometimes... It gets a little old because you know what he's going to do. Because he has some neck problems and stuff. So he can't really wrestle anymore, but... So you know when he comes out, he's going to do his old spiel. His old spiel, and he's going to stone cold, stun somebody, and drink some beer. The classic stone cold things, but just hearing that glass shatter never gets old. And uh, Jeff's number one favorite wrestler of all time will go. It's no surprise anyone who knows Jesse Jeff is Brett the Hitman Hart. And Bret Hart, I honestly I didn't really get to see Prime Bret Hart at all. Like he was in WC, WCW, like that's I mostly mostly watched growing up. But like you know, he was by the time he got there, that was after the classic Montreal screw job when he was supposed to win the title and uh, McMahon told Shawn Michaels, that's like let's like. I want to start with that story. The Montreal Screwjob. If you don't do not know, you know wrestling's booked, obviously. So you know you have the outcome of all the matches are all booked, pre-booked. So Bret Hart was leaving WCW, I mean, WWF to go to WCW. And That night he was facing uh, Shawn Michaels. So Bret Hart was originally booked to beat Shawn Michaels, and I think the next night he was gonna come say goodbye and thanks to WWF or WE back then, or sorry, WWF back then, Universe. And uh, but during the night, without telling, and this is like in Montreal, Canada, and that's where Bret Hart is from. He's a Canadian, so like, and I think I don't know if he was born in Canada or not, but so you know, the Canadian fans will love it. So, during that night, like um, apparently Vince McMahon changed his mind or it could have been we week before, so he told the referee and he told John Michaels like, okay, we're gonna do a quick pin on him, and don't tell him' cause, you know we don't want to tell tell him what we're doing, but we're gonna screw over screw over uh Red Hart." So that night, you know, there's, I'm, sh- I'm sure you can go on YouTube and just look up Montreal Screwdriver, and see everything that happened in that match. Like at the very end of the match, you see, uh, you know, all of a sudden, like they're just doing their their matches they planned, HBK and Bret Hart, and all of a sudden, like. Uh, Shawn Michaels does a little quick pin on Bret Hart. The referee counts quick, and that's it. One, two, three. Game over. So I'm like, wow. People were shocked. People did not see that coming. Like, and, uh, and obviously, Bret Hart didn't see it coming. And so he was very surprised and very angry. So Vince McMahon comes down like to try to... I think the audience is getting a little edgy. And... You can see there's a clip of... A a clip of, uh... Bret Hart spitting on Vince McMahon. And I'll tell you... All that wasn't... You know... That wasn't planned. That was just... Pure reaction to being... Screwed over by Vince. But... Bret Hart, as Jeff saw me... is like one of the... It's like one of the best, uh wrestlers that he's ever seen like best like any ring wrestler he has ever seen so that's why Bret Hart is Jeff's favorite wrestler it's so now for my favorite top five favorite wrestlers and I'm more in the current era you know I don't really like the current era as much but like I have more people from around uh, like from 2010s to now like all these guys have had a match in the 2010s. But, you know, there's some classics in mine. So we'll start right out number five. I have CM Punk. And CM Punk, and during his prime years, I think back in 2011, where he had his uh, shoot where they told him he can just say whatever he wants. And he just sat down and went off about how he was being mistreated by the company and how he never got a true shot and everything and like and so like the fans just loved that so been seen as how the fans reacted a month later you know uh, CM Funk's getting like his contract was up like and, so, and this storyline like I, they turned into storyline as well but his contract was truly up so like they weren't sure if Punk was going to resign or not so they put it that in, into the storyline as well. So, from my understanding it is you know, I watched all those weeks going up to it, and it was great, it was John Cena was the champion. So you got the classic uh, John Cena, like who I've, over the years, I've grown to like John Cena a lot more. Like back in the day, he was just, just annoying because he was always a fan favorite and he always won. But recently, yeah, you know, like he's not he hasn't been around as much. And I sorta of miss him. He was a he's a good wrestler. He has a good personality. So back to the match, like so Vince decided to put Punk up against uh Cena without knowing if Punk would sign or not and yeah, you know, depending if he signed or not, that would be if they decide to give him the title or not. So from our understanding it was either the night before or the that day. CM Punk signed a new contract with the WWE to stay. So it was a pit review. In his, a uh, In his hometown of Chicago. I believe. CM Punk's hometown. And so. It ends up with, uh. St- CM Punk pins. Cena becomes the. WWE Champion. And it's like one of the biggest reactions. In a long time. One of the best storylines they have had. In a long time. Like the early 2000s and stuff. Like were pretty. And the early 2000s were really good. But like from 2005 to 2010 or so. was pretty weak. You know like every storyline. No one cared about. But like this finally brought some people back. So at the very end of it. CM Punk goes in the crowd. And gives a kiss to Vince and uh, uh and Signa and the the Title, and so the storyline goes that Funk's uh contract expired and he wasn't wasn't coming back, which they which is it was just a great, great time. And like, Funk was so great on the mic, he's one of the best mic workers I've ever seen. But they sort of ruined it, he came back a, like a month later, you know. You kind of hope that they keep him off TV for two or three or four months and bring him back like. Ran, you know, just kind of a su- surprise. And over time, they had him lose for like a month because they're going to do a, a show in Mexico. And so they put Alberto Albert De Del Rio, a Mexican wrestler, they gave him the title for literally like one month. So, you know, more fans could relate to him. And so that kind of, you know, ruined Punk's run a little bit. Ruined his momentum. But. And Punk. He was last seen. Like he. He currently signed. He's a Fox Sports analyst. With a. Who comes on every couple of weeks. For a WWE show. Where he's talking about what happened that week. And he goes. So there's rumors that. He might come back eventually. But if he doesn't. He's got a nice legacy. And he was just. He just kinda of saved wrestling during the early two thousand tens. Next on my list, if, you, if people know me, they know a lot of my memes recently, a lot of my stuff. And only only reason I pretty much watch wrestling right now is because of Bray Wyatt, also known as the Fiend. Now Bray Wyatt, he's sort of like an under he's sort of like the new undertaker. He's like got that creepy gimmick. And You know, like, he's got awesome theme music as well. And he says, (coughs) follow the buzzards. But like, Bray Wyatt got injured, so he was out for about, um, I think over a year, maybe maybe a little less, but all of a sudden, you know, he he was like a, just a creepy dude. And all of a sudden he comes back, and it's a new TV, it's like a miniature TV show It's kind of like a Pee Wee Herman spinoff. And it's called the Firefly Funhouse. And Bray Wyatt's the host and he's like, he's like, sorry. He's like, I'm so sorry for what I did. And I learned from my mistakes. And like half the time, like, he's starting to think, you know, about being evil again. So that's pretty funny when Bray, like, you know, he's talking normally and all of a sudden he's like, let me in. But then he turns back to Bray, he's like, bye, see you next week. So he did about eight mini episodes of that. And then eventually he appeared as the fiend, they call him, like, and he wears, like, a mask and he's just, like, demonic looking and, like, no one can beat him. Like, he gets finished, he moved on about, you know, 15 times and just gets right back up and beats the person with the mandible call and his finisher, Sister Abigail. And so, like, he's the only reason I've been really watching any wrestling the past, you know, year or so. Like, it's, like, he's, like, just past uh, WrestleMania, he had a Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena, which was, like, a little tape-like movie. And, like, they didn't wrestle too much, but it was just more like a mind game kind of thing, where, like, he exposed Cena, like, as a a bully, and how Cena was. You know, didn't put wrestlers over all these years, so it's very interesting. It's something, something different. And as you know, like during this quarantine time, like Royal Rumble this year is the first weekend of April, so there's no fans. But it was nice to have a different perspective of the, of wrestling. You know, they could do something different with uh, Wyatt and Cena. Like they didn't have to wrestle a real match. It was kinda of like a mini miniature mind game movie. It's like they hardly wrestled at all. It's like they just went through John Cena's career. And they paid homage to his first match against uh Kurt Angle. And then for some reason they threw in the NWO there, which, you know, Cena was never there, but he played the role of Hulk Hogan, which is like random but hilarious. Then they you know, they just went through John Cena's a uh, thugonomics where, where he where he's like a rapper. And he kept changing like outfits and he had no idea what was going on. Cause like he he was in Bray Wyatt's mind. So it's just an interesting gimmick they have. And, like you know, Wyatt each week. Still mostly has like a Firefly Funnel show. Where he talks about this random, it's random things. And he has the Muscle Man dance. So if you really want to see Bray Wyatt, look up Bray Wyatt Muscle Man dance it's stupid but hilarious so that's why he's my number four on my list even though like he's a newer wrestler he's just grown on me and he's the only reason I like I don't really watch Raw or Smackdown anymore because like three hours two hours and there's besides him there's not much great going on but you know thanks to YouTube I can find it or Hulu I can find the clips of just Wyatt and watch them and they're t- tremendous like it's just, him and Cena before WrestleMania had a five-minute, you know, scripted thing where I was sitting in the audience. There's no audience, and it was just a great promo that they went back and forth with each other on. All right, so moving on next to my list, number three, I got one of my favorites of all time. Number three, favorite, y j Chris Jericho. You know, I've loved Jericho forever. Like, back in his WCW days, he was always great. Like, he was always so fun to watch. He was, he bounce, you know, he was kind of high flyer a little bit and kind of in the cruiserweight part. But he never really got, like, you know, he was definitely popular, but until he got to the in and the classic watch uh, uh Jake. You know, classic Millennium Countdown. Where, like, it was going on for months and months. Like, I didn't watch it regularly, but, you know. Eventually, The Rock's out in the ring doing a promo, and the countdown gets to 10, 9, 8, 7. And it's the, one of the greatest debuts. Yeah, you know, I'd say, wrestling history. And out comes Jericho. And does this classic, Welcome to Raw, is Jericho. And he rips on The Rock, and Rock rip. Rock rips back on they go back and forth, back and forth. And it's just great. And then that that one night where YTJ becomes the Universal Champion by beating The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, that was awesome. But the thing about Y2J that I love is, like, right now he's in the, the new wrestling brand AEW as the, the, the champion. But like the, the great thing about him is like he's changed his gimmick so many times. Like, he's a great heel, he's a, he's a great and heel means a uh, bad guy, and it's a great face, and that means a good guy. Like, he's great at doing both of those. But like, every time, like, he you know, he maybe get hurt or just take a few months off, he'd come back and you have a new persona. Like, one time he came back, and it was like, I remember I was at my cousin's house, I was like, oh man, we gotta watch this tonight. Watcher J he's gonna come back. And so all I did was come back and walk out, and he had some uh, light up jacket on. And I was so excited to hear what he had to say. And this is like 2012. And so uh, he didn't say anything. He just walked around the ring for a while, like, you know, but, but like, yeah, like all excited to be back and high fives. And he got on the mic, and like every time he thought about the talk, he never talked. And that like, went on for a couple of weeks. It was always stupid, but it was different at least. But then one of his best gimmicks was his last gimmick in WWE, where he had the, the list of Jericho. And so that was like everyone who annoyed him. Like there's just anybody. And so like um there's you can look search that in YouTube, just the list of Jericho top moments. There's one time like you know, he's just, he's just being filmed for a promo. And he's like, Caraman, I told you to film it from this side. You know what? You know what happens when you don't listen to, to Y2J? Dude has made a list, And so he just has a list of wrestlers slash Caraman slash producers. And like all I like got on his list of Jericho people that annoy him and stuff. And it was just hilarious. Yeah, I don't do it justice, obviously. But That's One of the top Like Jericho's a Tremendous wrestler He still is Like he's in like His mid to late 40s And he's just, He's just One of the best wrestlers And so That's why I've always loved Jericho And he still Creates different things In AEW Still making I watch clips of AEW Just for him And he's still making some Hilarious stuff And just a great great character number two on my list is undertaker which we've covered with jeff a little bit the taker this past wrestlemania had a match against aj styles which was also kind of like the very white firefly funhouse it was called a bonard match and it was filmed so they could edit it and stuff so it was it was a pretty awesome match since like you know if something went wrong I mean, if they watched a move, you know, they could just refilm it. So, like at one point, you had Undertaker uh, laying down and at the bottom. You know, it's kind of like a very live match. Today. It's called a boneyard match. So here's laying in the in the grave, and then he was facing AJ Styles, who's a great technical wrestler, a great personality. And so AJ Styles was about to dump some dirt on him. And so, you know, you see Taker in the grave and all of a sudden you see this white light behind Styles and there's, there's Undertaker. Just classic Undertaker mind game. And so, you know, eventually Taker buries AJ Styles alive and continues, I think he's like 23-2 at WrestleMania now. And it was a great match. And it was a great Greatly produced. Like, it was kind of like another mini-movie. Which was cool to see. And it could definitely, like, extend some people's careers. Like, Undertaker's career. If he they keep doing some movie type of stuff. Because, like, he's not the... You know, he's... He's... In his mid-50s now. It's like, he can't wrestle as well as he used to, obviously. But, he's still such a great character. And this match was tremendous. It was so unique and funny. Like, he just... The best part, one of my favorite parts of Styles is waiting, like, come on, Taker. And you see Taker riding on his bike and he played some cordy music. Not cordy, but just sounded cordy for the situation. So it was funny. It was good times. So I really enjoyed that. So, like, so that match was great. And I think besides Undertaker and Kane, you're not know, going to be wrong in this. So don't, this isn't fact. I think AJ Styles is, like, the first person to be buried alive. And apparently he returned last night to, to Raw, which I haven't read the results yet, but usually, you know, only Undertaker and Kane can be buried alive because they can come back from the dead, according to the storyline and everything. But then ending then was kind of funny. You, know, you saw saw AJ Styles' hand reaching up through the dirt. But it was a great match, and we've covered Taker now. He's been great. My number one favorite wrestler of all time is Sting. And like Sting, like, he's just from when I was a child, like every week I'm like, oh yeah, what face? It was mostly about like his face color and like he was a great wrestler. But as a kid, I'm like, yeah, what face paint he gotta wear today? He had like a short blonde buzz cut like I did. And he's like, I could just relate to him. And he was just a great guy. And seemed like a great, great guy. And he was a really great wrestler. And he's always just fighting for the championships. And so, it was awesome. I always enjoyed seeing Sting. And then Sting had joined the NWO. So that was pretty cool. Like when he, uh, NWO was pretty fun. And he enjoyed the Wolfpack. And he had some. Classic matches against uh, Ric Flair, which was the last when WWE bought the, the WCW. That was the last match the WCW had was Ric Flair versus Sting. It was a classic match. And it's you know it's, I was so young and it's hard to remember, you know classics and thing. And he went to TNA afterwards, which is a different uh, wrestling program, which I didn't, I didn't really watch never got into TNA, but eventually he made his way to WWE and sadly his run wasn't that great, like he was kind of buried by Triple H, but there are rumors that he wants to do one more match, so with this past WrestleMania, we're seeing the, you know, like movie type of things because I think it's possible that they can pull out one more match for Sting and give him a proper send-off, because his last match that he had was for the title and Seth Rollins uh, threw him up against a, a turnbuckle and he hurt Sting's neck and he's like, you know, it's not cleared to, me- to wrestle <laughs> medically. So, but, you know, over time if something, if he gets healed and they can do like a movie kind of match, I think they can set, give him a proper sendoff because he never really had a great WWE run. Sadly. So, just to recap. Jeff's top five wrestlers of all time. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, Bret Hart. And my... Timmy's top five wrestlers of all time. CM Punk, Bray Wyatt, YTJ, Chris Jericho, The Undertaker, and Sting. And now, like, I know a lot of people... like, What about The Rock? I mean... Just Jeff and I never... Really got into The Rock. The quote from Jeff is, "I respect The Rock, and think that he was a great character. But I just never liked him as a wrestler." And like I've felt the same way. Like The Rock, you know, he's classic, but every time it comes down, he does the same thing. Finally, The Rock has come back to Baltimore. It's just you know, just does the same old same. Old. Just gets tired. So. I never got into The Rock. But, you know, I respect what he did for the company. And it's a great actor. So that's why The Rock didn't really make either of our lists. It's just, you know, he definitely was a great character. No doubt. And just our personal opinions. But, yeah, wrestling. It's always, you know, I definitely don't watch as much anymore. But back in, like, the 90s. I remember, is is uh, I looked looked it up. It was the January nineteen ninety nine Royal Rumble, which is my favorite event of the year. Royal Rumbles, this classic, because you never know who to expect coming back. And it's definitely like definitely better than WrestleMania. WrestleMania, now I like your, Like it's all right. It's some good matches. Royal Rumble, just the Royal Rumble matches, tremendous. And I remember, like, yeah, you know, somehow, like, I was only 10 years old, so I was like 4th or 5th grade. And somehow I convinced my mom, because, you know, Wrestling Fit Reviews always airs Sunday night and still do. I convinced her to let me go to my buddy's house. who like, you know, we went to the same school, my buddy Adam. And so, like, somehow I convinced her to let me go to his house. We watched uh, the Royal Rumble that night. And that's the night that uh, Vince McMahon screwed over Stone Cold. Vince McMahon wanted to Wonder or Rumble. And like, I remember, you know, like we're going to sleep and we're just talking about, like, we're like, I can't believe that Vince won. It's like, what in the world? Like, it's, we just talked about, like, you know, for a couple hours at night and we ate some sled gym and just had a great time. I'm still surprised my mom let me do that. Just because it was a school night and everything, but must have did something to convince her. Alright, and so that's my little take on wrestling. For right now, So, as I told you yesterday, ESPN is doing some Korean baseball, which I'm kind of excited to see, but I think they're making a little mistake, like, you know, it's not anything else going on right now, but, like, you know, I I get, like, in Korea, the live broadcasts, like, are on at 1 or 2 a.m., and that's fine. That's how, that's how it is. But, like, you know, why don't they re- broadcast the game the next day, night at, like, 7 p.m.? Because there's not much else going on. Like, tomorrow, Hanzu Kim is playing at 2 o'clock for the LG Twins. Like, I mean, it's, it's a re-error. It's gonna take place tonight. So don't read, read the results. But, uh, if you want to watch Hanzu Kim... He had a home run in opening day, apparently. He wasn't on TV, but I, But I saw some clip on Twitter from Ab Jones shouting out to his former teammate. But I think it's a mistake for ESPN like, to put it on at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Like, why don't you just wait and put it on at 7 o'clock and just see. Just try it once to see what the ratings are, because there's no other sports going on right now. And Korea's got like bat flips they do, and they're more out there, like, with their express, their more expression, they got, they express more and, and they, you know, they don't get thrown out in the head. So, so if you got time tomorrow, like, I, I might DVR it and watch it later, you yeah, know, because they want to see Hung Kim, because I miss, I miss him, he's a, one of my favorite players for a year or two. And some other top news of the day, sports-wise, it's Frank Gore signed a one-year deal with the Jets to return for his. I think his 16th year in the NFL, he's number three all-time rushing list. And he's done it his way, like, you know, he's just been a force to be reckoned with all these years. And, like, he's just quiet, you don't really hear about him. So it's pretty cool that he's, you know, he just seems like a good leader and doesn't cause just a distraction. And so it's pretty awesome that he's back. And Another, there's a rumor going on, well not a rumor, but there's talks that, uh yeah, you know, my favorite team is the Seattle Seahawks. And my boy, Beast Mood, is talking to the Seahawks, Marshawn Lynch, about returning next year. So that'd be awesome. Like, I know he isn't the same running back as he used to be, but he still has some left in the tank, especially towards the goal line. I think he scored... Like, he only played the last week, like, two weeks. I think he played four games last year, like, the last two weeks of the season and two playoff games. I think he scored four touchdowns. You know, just on goal-line situations. So, like, he's still when he needs to be. He's still a beast mode. So, and he's, like, everyone in the locker room, from what I hear, like he, they say, he's just a great locker room presence. And so, you know, I'd love to have him back. So I really hope that they get the deal done and just have Beast mode, you know, not be number one running back, obviously, but be, you know, there for goal line situations like they should have done the Super Bowl, but that's another story for another day. So that's exciting to have have the Beast back if he comes back, but it looks more likely that he's coming back, so that's going to be pretty cool. And now my prediction, prediction, prediction of the day, 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 day. day. Bah, 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 bah. Will it be right? Will it be wrong? It's Timmy's prediction. He's singing a song. Bah. All right. So my prediction: in the next few weeks, you know, like the Patriots haven't done anything to update their quarterback. Uh, the quarterbacks—they got Stidham and Brian Hoyer. So, my prediction that is that they're going to trade for Jacoby Brissett in the next few weeks, since the Colts signed you know Philip Rivers, they don't really need Brissett anymore. So, that's my thought. You know, Brissett was there for two or three years. He learned from Brady, and you know he knows Belichick. So, I think they'll be a perfect fit. And that's all the time I got for today. Jeopardy's about to start. So I got to get down there and watch some Jeopardy with my grandma. Because what we do. <laughs> so. So thank you all for listening. Thanks for the feedback. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I'll probably be back tomorrow with. I'm not sure yet. But I'll figure out something. But thanks again for listening. And this has been Timmy's Range of Opinions bra 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 this is the new song I'm still working on it. thank you